this deep, deep sigh. It wasn't like, I better heal this guy. I got other things to do. I'm about to feed 4,000 people. We got to get this going. Next. No, it wasn't like that. He looked up to heaven and knew that the only one that could heal and give him the power to heal was God. And when he sighed, he sighed a deep sigh of compassion for this gentleman. He looked at this gentleman and said, look, I'm going to remove the blockage from your ears. I'm going to remove the blockage from your, your mouth. And I really think when he sighed like that, in my, in my mind's eye, my visual mind's eye, I really think he just kind of smiled and... And he does it. Apaphatha, which means be opened. And he heals this man. And at this, verse 35, at this, the man's ears were opened, his tongue was loosened, and he began to speak plainly. How, man, that's awesome. Verse 36, Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, but the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. So the more that Jesus said, hey, you don't really, I, I realize you're happy and I realize that I healed you and I realize all this stuff, but really don't, don't say anything. And the guy was like going around and telling everyone and showing everyone, look, I can talk. He's going around telling everybody. And so we see this man who's so super excited. And verse 37 says, people were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well. That means he did everything just like in creation. He done everything uh, God did everything good and it was good and he even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak and so Jesus performs this miracle this 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 thing that shows us really the the whole redemption process we see this in this miracle and it all started because Jesus spoke this man's language Jesus used sign language to make this man understand what he was going to do and the big stuff that he was going to do. And I love verse 35. Verse 35, at this, the man's ears were opened, and in between this next section, it says, his tongue was loosened. This is one of those moments when I'm studying the scripture that is just so super cool. What that literally says, that, that was translated out of Aramaic into the Greek, what that literally says is that the shackle of his tongue was released. That's something to write down. That's something to write down in your Bible. The, the shackle of his tongue was released. Man. Like, that doesn't do it justice. His tongue was loosened, and we think, oh, okay, he, he, he isn't stuttering anymore. He doesn't have whatever it is. We don't know exactly what it was, but he can talk. No, no, no. The shackle of his tongue is released, and this man was able to talk plainly, talk plainly. So something struck me when I was reading this. When I was reading this section, I, I, I really was blown away. And over the past few weeks, we've been talking about how Jesus, he, he meets the needs of the person who, who needs healing. He meets, their, he meets their spiritual need first before he meets their physical need. And I love how Jesus does that. He meets their spiritual need first, and then he meets their physical need. But Jesus does something here that's a little different than the others, and, and I really love it. So if you're taking notes, number one, Jesus, we, we, we see in verse 33 something very interesting. After he took him aside, away from the crowd. This man comes, there's, there's hundreds, hundreds of people around Jesus. 
And he looks at this man and he says, come with me, come with me. So if you're taking notes, number one, Jesus was personal. Jesus was personal. Right here we see Jesus pulled this man aside and he was, had a personal conversation with him. And how did he speak? How did he get this man to understand he used sign language? Awesome. But number two, I see something else. It's kind of like one of those churchy answers. We get it. And number two, Jesus was a physician. What did he do? He, he uh, put his fingers in the man's ears and then he spit on it and touched the man. He looked up to heaven and he, and he fixed the man. He was a physician. He knew what was messed up. He knew what was broken, but yet he fixed him. And then number three, I see that Jesus was powerful. Jesus was powerful. Hey, there's an airplane. Jesus was powerful. What was that off of? Guatemala video. It's kind of cool. Has nothing to do with this talk, but hey, it was a good trip. But anyway, so Jesus was powerful. Verse 35, how do we know he was powerful? At this, the man's ears were opened and his tongue was loosened. The, chain, the, shackle, the shackle of his tongue was released. And he began to speak clearly. So he was personal. He was a physician and he was powerful. And, and I don't know where you guys are at right here. Uh, I don't know what you came in with today. And some of you came in, I, I, have to, I have to think, I have to assume that some of us came in here with some deep, deep stuff on our hearts. And over the past few weeks, you've come in here and you've heard me speak about this, this stuff that we've been going through through the book of Mark, how Jesus flick, flipped the kingdom of what the, the Jews thought, flipped it upside down and became the servant king, the servant Messiah. And he flipped the idea of what the kingdom should look like. He flipped it upside down. And so for the past few weeks, we've been talking about Jesus healing our, phys- our spiritual need before he heals our physical need. And, and the reason I'm telling you guys this is because from front to back, from side to side, there's a lot of people in this room, whether you would admit it in front of your friends or not, or whether you would post it on Facebook or not, or whether you would send out your Snapchats or your Instagrams or not on this, but some of you are dealing with some deep spiritual needs and you walked in here with a heavy heart and you might not realize it or you might not think it and for some of you who might not see it that's the problem and so we have two camps we actually have three camps really there's people who are doing pretty well things are going pretty good so I would challenge you if things are going good with you and Jesus guard that time with the Lord do whatever you can not to let the enemy get in between it. But number two, that person that's in here that recognizes their need, that recognizes, man, I have a deep, there's something deep going on in my heart that I need to fix. I need to fix and I can't do it alone. But then there's number three, those people who came in here who've been dealing with something so long and so deep and so hard that it's just a, it's just a part of life now. And I want to tell you, and when I see these three things that this, that this God man did for this deaf man, I see that he can do the same for you. Because here's the deal, Jesus wants to be personal in your life. He wants you to wake up every morning 
And the first thing you think about, instead of flipping over and rolling over and, and grabbing your phone and checking the likes and checking the, the statuses and the comments, instead of anything like that, you just put your phone aside and say, good morning, Jesus. And you say, that's so weird. That's so, but why would that be weird? He created you. He wants to have that personal, he wants to have that personal contact with you. I need to understand that Jesus cares about the little things that are big things to you. You say, I have these little parts of my life that ah, they're not really a big deal. Nobody really knows about it. I can handle it myself, but here's the deal. You can't. And Jesus wants you to hold his hand. Look up here for me. He wants you to hold his hand. He wants to be personal with you. He wants to get on that personal level with you. But not only that, the reason he wants to get on that personal level with you is that he wants to heal you. He wants to be that physician that heals whatever's going on in your heart, whatever you're struggling with, whatever those things that are just binding you down. Listen, those things, and I love, and the reason I told you what the Aramaic was translated into the Greek, was translated into English, what it says is that the shackles of his tongue was released, because here's the deal, there's some shackles on your heart that are bogging you down. And you're struggling with, here's how I know. I, 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 I realize this, I know it's early, and I know it's, it's, it's like 9 o'clock in the morning, 9.15 when we get started and we get the worship in. But here's the deal, so many of you come in here, and as we lead, and as these, this awesome team prepares us to get to the Word, as we, as we lead these songs, uh, many, many of us have this hardened look on your face. And you say, well, Ryan, I just, I don't have to worship with my hands lifted and, 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 and just, you know, closing my eyes. I can still worship in my heart and it's not the attitude of physical attitude. I understand that, but I wish that you would see what we see. And Nathan and I have discussed this and it, we long we long for us just to sometimes just stop worship and give you a moment to just come to the altar where God's arms are open wide and you just, you just talk to him and that freedom that comes because here's the deal, he wants to be personal with you. He wants to heal you because he's all powerful and he can heal you and he can get you to that place where you are not bound by the junk in your life and you're not, you're not, you're not shackled and you have freedom and you can worship and your face is just glowing with the joy of the Lord. Yes, happiness is circumstantial, but the joy of the Lord comes from a relationship with him and that's why you sing and that's why you give him glory, and that's why you give him praise, because you are not bound. And so many times we come in this place bound, and it looks similar to this. And it looks similar to this. But God wants to loosen up that chain. He wants to break those shackles down for all of us. And here's the deal. We just gotta let him. We just have to let him. He's powerful enough to do it. We just have to let him. 
And so today, today I think if we were to understand this and we were to grasp this, if we were to, if we were to just uh, not only take those personal physician, the powerful out and put it in our own hearts, I think this is what would happen. Verse 35, or excuse me, verse 36. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone. But the more he did so, the more he said, don't say anything. What did they do? What did they do? They kept on talking. They straight up disobeyed Jesus. It's like number one, no, no. But could you blame him? Could you blame him? This man just got healed. He wanted to give glory to the Lord. He wanted to give glory to the Lord and the one who healed him. And so for some of us here, we just need to let go. And, and how do we do that? We give our hands and we put up our shackles and we say, okay, Jesus, break them. Don't just take the key and unlock them. Don't just, just don't, don't chisel. I want you to use your almighty power and make these things explode so that I might have freedom. And out of that, we... We have joy. Out of that, we have excitement. We can sing songs of praise and we can lift our hands and we can understand that, man, he was personal and he's our physician and he's all-powerful. He's all-powerful. This week, I challenge all of us, myself included, to lean in on that. And here's the deal. Look at me. I dare you. I dare you to try to apply these things to your life and see what happens. Because I promise, if you try it, something big will happen. Something big. Because here's the deal, remember? The little things, the little things are big things to Jesus. Let me pray for you. God, I love you so much, and I thank you for these awesome teenagers. God, thank you for your word. Thank you how you show us the redemption story in this scripture, how you are making a way that, God, this, this gentleman who you created was, was deaf and he could not speak. And we don't know how, we don't know if it was from birth, we don't know if something happened where it caused this, but God, because of sin, because of sin that happened in the Garden of Eden, God, deafness and being, being mute and cancer and addiction and all these things weren't part of the plan, but because of sin, they entered in. And so we have this man that you created, and then you have the sin issue. Maybe it wasn't a sin that caused him to be deaf, but... He was deaf because of long ago, because of the fallout of sin. <laughs> but then, Jesus, we have you who healed him. You healed him, and you made him whole. And then, God, we see your power through Christ, and we see this gentleman just wanting to tell others, and I pray, God, please, Please, God, let my friends here understand your power. 
And out of that, they tell their friends about the bigness of you. Lord, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for our worship. I thank you for what you're gonna do in the next few moments. It's in Jesus' name. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to stay seated. I don't want anyone to move around. Uh, Nate, if you'll come on up here, man. Um, here in a minute, we're going to dismiss just in a few moments. We're not going to be here long, much longer. We're going to dismiss, and, and we've got an awesome, awesome day of worship up in Big Church is what we like to call it, and uh, we would love for you to be a part of that. If you can, we'd love for you to sit with us. We'd love for you just to be a part because Dr. Yousef's got an awesome message. Uh, I've heard some of the worship set this morning. It's pretty it's pretty good worship set this morning, and uh, we just want to invite you to just stay, whether you sit with your parents, whether you sit with us, it doesn't matter. We just want you to be a part of that. It's just, it, it's going to be a good morning. Um, I invited Nathan up here over the past few weeks. God has been doing some really, really cool stuff in Nathan's life, and uh, I, would, I was just asking him uh, a couple weeks ago if he wouldn't mind sharing that. Uh, with us, and um, so uh, we, we, we won't be here long. Um, Nathan is an awesome, awesome leader, and, uh, and so he would love for his guys to be here tonight to win the pumpkin carving contest, and so, I mean, I get it, and uh, it's a free meal on me, but, um, but Nathan, tell us what, kind of what God's doing in uh, you and Lauren's world right now. Is this thing on? Yes. Yeah. Well, so you're probably thinking one of two things, either... Hey, we're going to have some little Sedembrinis. Yay! That's not the announcement. Oh. Or I'm going to do an acapella rendition of something yes. real crazy. Yeah. And you're in luck. That's not going to happen oh. either. So, uh, um, but so you guys, I don't know. I mean, there's a couple new faces in here. But So I'm Nathan. I've been uh, like a table leader for two and a half years now. Um, my wife, Lauren, she leads worship in big church. She's the, the little one with the big voice. Um, uh, and so she's been doing that. She's been working at the church for five years now. We've been attending for 10. Um, and kind of lately, we've just been praying about, you know, so obviously we love our church family. Um, especially, I especially love serving in STS, leading this band, working with Ryan. Ryan is amazing. The rest of the team also, Jenny, Kristen, Rachel. Anybody else? Mark. Mark. <laughs> He's not here. Shh. No. Mark's awesome too. Um, but yeah, so Lauren and I have just kind of been praying about what, you know, where we should be serving, what we should be doing. Um, and recently God has kind of just later on our hearts that it's time to go and we're not sure where um and so lauren has already kind of put in her resignation as kind of the um you know the worship team and stuff and we're so we're basically we're going to stick through the end of the year and so lauren's last time will be christmas eve i'm not sure when our last meeting is of the year but um it's a bummer, so, and really the biggest, the hardest part of the decision for me personally was this, and you guys. Um, and just, you guys have meant so much to me, and, um, and so yeah, it's going to be hard. But, so we're, we're leaving, we're not sure exactly where we're going, but we're kind of stepping out in faith and hoping that God will kind of pave the way for us, and kind of exploring some different opportunities, but... Um, just remember, I love you guys, 
Uh, it's been it's been an awesome two and a half years, especially winning that three time MVP trophy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but but yeah, love you guys so much. We have been blessed. We truly, truly have. Nate is an awesome. Uh, he's an awesome worship leader. He's an awesome leader. He plans. He spends so much time planning uh, on the planning side of things for STS. He spends a ton of time uh, making court charts and sending out all that. That that stuff has just been really cool. And just to watch him grow in his in his worship leading has just been super awesome. But also with that, all that's cool. But he's just a great dude. And um, I've I've so I've so loved having lunch with him and hanging out, trying new places, and and I just getting to hear his heart on things. And um, and so here's what I want to do. I, I, he's not gone today. It's not like a see you later right now. You know, it's not not one of those things. Um, he he will be with us through December, and uh, he'll be hanging out with us. And and so I know his heart would just be that you guys would just. Uh, be a part of our worship. You know, we're, we don't have a choir as the as big church as you are the choir, and uh, allow him to have a part of that worship time with you guys over the next few weeks. And um, and we're excited, Nathan. We love you, and we're thankful for you, and uh, and we're just we're proud of you guys and what God's going to do in your life. So here's what I want to do. I want everybody to stand up where you is, stand up where you is. And I didn't close my prayer out. It didn't say amen. Um, and uh, we want to pray over you, Nathan. Can we do that? And I know Lauren, Lauren will be here in spirit. So here's what I want you to do. Put your arm around the person uh, next to you. And, uh, and let's pray. God, I love you. And I thank you for the Sedembrinis. And, and just as the time that I start to say their name right, they leave. And, um, <laughs> and so, God, uh, God, I'm thankful for that. Because the friendship that you've brought here and the leadership that you've brought here in STS has been huge. And so, God, we ask that you would guide their next steps. We ask that you would be the, the, the Lord of their vision. And, God, that you would lead them exactly where they need to go and to the place they need to serve. And so, God, we love you. We give you glory. We thank you for them. And we thank you for the next coming weeks, Lord. May they be super sweet times of worship. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, we have... Nine minutes to head to big church, and I need all of us to head to big church because I don't want you to miss it. It's going to be awesome.